Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Gotta big up all my peoples who'll be working on the future, though they know they gotta struggle. Keep it real. To all my homies working on the 9 to 5 and doing right to keep themselves up out of trouble. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, actor Max Cash, to the show. Welcome, Max. Hi, thanks. Thanks, TTS. Well, I'm I'm so excited to have you on the show today because the little 2003 me is like screaming because we were so lucky because we had this book called Holes that came out a long time ago. And I remember reading it and then finally Disney wanted to adapt it as a film. And the film was amazing. We all loved it. And I still watch it on occasion. I like introducing it to other people who've never seen it. So talking to one of the Diggit boys is such an honor (laughs) yeah thanks um thank you you know it's it's interesting um that film has uh you know sort of stood that stood the test of time i guess in the sense that that book is still required reading um in eighth grade so it seems like every year you know the people will read the book and then and then they have the movie for reference so it, it seems like the movie you know, hasn't just gone by the wayside. People are, you know, are continuously um, reacquainted with it um, because the book is is required to read in eighth grade. So uh, it's been interesting to see how long it's uh, it has survived the the film. You know, which is uh, encouraging because I think they I think it was a really a really sweet little film. It's like one of those films where it's you, you grow as a person and as a character. So I know you got to play Zigzag for this particular film, but what were what were the auditions like in particular? Because you have different characters, different guys, and they all have their own like little unique aspect to them. So I was wondering how yeah. they were looking for you guys in particular. Well, I I sort of as far as my uh, casting of it went, I went you know through the very um, probably the very basic channels, which was I just got called in for an audition, uh, and uh, you know went through the standard casting process really of meeting the casting director and and then coming back to meet the producers and director and uh, eventually doing a screen test for it. But some of the other guys in the film were cast. Uh, very unorthodoxly. They uh, had scouted a, a lot of high schools um, for some of the characters, particularly Magnet and Armpit. Uh, they went down to a lot of high schools in South Central Los Angeles, which is a very uh, urbanized part of the city, um, and uh, kind of looked for a lot of a lot of real characters. Uh, I guess they had had some had some problems, you know, finding people with a, a sort of edge to them uh, through the standard casting process. So, the, you know, the guy that played Armpit and, and, and Magnet, um, they were cast right out of high school. 
out of their high school. You know, they did auditions, I guess, in their in their gym. Um, so they they kind of had a very roundabout way of of, of getting cast. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we were, you know, as you said, we we were having quite a bit of fun. You know, it was everybody was right around the same age, um, sixteen or, or seventeen, and uh, from a lot of different places. New York and uh, Texas and obviously L.A. and other other even more country places. And they all kind of scooped us up and threw us in together out in this desert town. And uh, it was probably more fun than 16-year-old boys should be allowed to have. Well, with that being said, was there there was no chemistry tests at all with like the six, nine of you? They did. Yeah, they we when they had kind of gone through the the. the Second to last casting process, which was meeting the director and the producers, um, they were still kind of having trouble finding who was going to have the right chemistry. So they they ended up taking about, I want to say, 25 of us or so. um, And we did a screen test. And the scene we did was the first sort of mess hall scene where Stanley has joined the group. And uh, they did these mix and matches. There were there was one other guy who was reading for Zigzag, uh, who went on to become a very successful actor himself. Penn Badgley was his name, and um, so he was he he was reading for Zigzag. And the, actually, the only person at that point who had been cast officially cast was Squid, and they brought him out to read with us because they knew he was going to be kind of the anchor. Or rather, you know, Shia was already cast. So they they were both there to be sort of the anchors of what this core of the group was going to be. But everybody else hadn't been cast. And they were trying out different variations of that, um, uh, different different looks and different characters. So they they brought about 25 of us in and and threw an entire day of mixing and matching everybody together, uh, sort of paired the, the group down to what it became. So we did we did have an entire day of kind of finding out where the chemistry was and who 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 it was going to be. When we all got cast, uh, they did about a, a, a 10-day, I guess what you would call a boot camp, uh, with this, uh, who, who ended up becoming the stunt coordinator, but he was a, sort of a physical, uh, almost like a PE teacher, I guess you could say. And he did a boot camp with everybody where he took us on long hikes and, uh, you know, put us through a, sort of physical uh, uh, breakdown over 10 days. And, uh, you know, most most everybody, uh, at the end of those days, uh, most everybody lived close enough to where we were shooting, where we and we could go home. Um, uh, really, again, only, only Squid, who was from New York, was staying in a hotel close to where they were shooting. But, uh, but eventually, when we moved to the desert, to the desert scenes, uh, we were all staying in one hotel together. Yeah, the town that the town that we eventually moved to to shoot to shoot all the desert stuff was a uh, was a terrible little town in California called Ridgecrest, which uh, you know California California is a very big state, it's very big, and it, it, it tends to through the media or through 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 TV and whatnot. They tend to only focus on sort of Los Angeles, or sort of like the rosy-colored, you know, beach uh, uh, atmosphere of California. But there's there's a lot 
There's a lot to that state, and the desert parts of that state are uh, really rough. They're really, really rough. Were you as scared of Sigourney Weaver as you are in the film? <laughs> she is a very, she's an incredibly nice person and was, was uh, for as, as accomplished as she is, she was incredibly generous with her um, time that she spent with all of us. Um, in person, though, she is she is quite intimidating. She's very tall, and she's a wildly intelligent person. You know, it's, it, just having seen her be very physical in other films, you know, like Alien or something. You, you kind of she she appears to be a, an incredibly capable person. And I know that the author of the book, Lois, came out to film on set for filming some of the uh, Kissing uh-huh. Kate and Sam scenes. So yeah. did you did you guys get to witness those scenes being filmed and also meet with Lois one-on-one? Yeah, yeah, we got to watch all that uh, all that stuff be filmed. Um, and I, I, I had a particular interest in meeting uh, Lois because... Uh, you know, I had grown up reading his books, not just not just Holes, but his. Uh, I, I, I maybe you've read them, but the the uh, Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Uh, Holes was the only book I hadn't read. This I was very keen to meet him uh, because, you know, I loved his books as a kid. So I was I was quite excited, and he really didn't have uh, a, a lot of insight. You know, I did try to pick his brain, and I I know. A, a couple of the other kids uh, wanted to pick his brain as well, as far as some insight goes to the characters. But he he really didn't have a lot to say uh, to me or or some of the other guys, only because he thought that we had kind of captured what it was supposed to be, and and he he was very pleased with that. I, I, as far as I could surmise, Holes was really his his uh, his. Uh, you know, passion piece that, that, that to him was sort of his, like his big, you know, book, um, that, that, that I think was more mature for him. And I, and I love, you know, getting to know some of the characters who, uh, who are on the dig set. So in specifics, if somebody asked you to describe who Zigzag is, how would you describe him and, and his backstory? I imagine he probably grew up somewhere around, uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma, um, I'm, you know, his dad probably was an air conditioner repairman. Wasn't probably wasn't around a lot for uh, for old Zigzag. Uh, Zigzag probably raised himself. Probably, uh, you know, feral. I would say he was feral. You know, probably some abandonment issues there. Uh, you know, maybe 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 highly intelligent. You know, but didn't know where to direct that sort that intelligence. You know, in any sort of a positive way so it just kind of went into went into other areas of survival but one of the things i did ask cleo when he came on the show cleo thomas aka zero i i was i was just fangirling about it i just said the song the song that played on radio disney incessantly (laughs) it it just played and played and played on radio disney all the time and i loved it and i still love listening to it and Everybody knows what it is when you are the voice that begins the song. So what's the story behind that? I've, I've always had a, a very keen interest in um, the songs of uh, you know, the native folk songs to America and where they or, or, or where their origins might be or 
how they sort of shifted and morphed into what they are now. And at that particular time, I was uh, really, really heavily into uh, uh, a lot of blues music, um, particularly music from the, the Mississippi Delta. Um, and uh, part, of, part of the history of that blues music from that area was uh, what are called field haulers and uh, work songs, you know, you know, these would have been songs that were sung while people were picking cotton in the fields or maybe working on a chain gang or, uh, you know, breaking rocks as, as, uh, as uh, bass as that sounds, you know, these, they, they were songs that just would have been sung to maybe pass the time or to create unity within a group. Uh, and often they express, they expressed sort of, melancholy or oppression or maybe a, a, a dreaming of a long lost love basically anything to to sort of keep the group unified and uh so i at that time i had a really keen interest in those songs and i had been listening to a lot of them um particularly two groups one is called the fairfield four and then another group called the five blind boys of alabama and they they did a lot of uh they did a lot of field hauler songs. And so I had the idea of, uh, you know, obviously since we're working out there in the hot sun, sort of in, a, in, in, a, in an oppressive sort of way, um, that was sort of my attempt at writing or recreating, I guess, what I imagined a, a uh, work song to be. So that was my contribution to it, uh, only because that was the music that I was interested in at the time. And uh, it's so memorable. I hope you don't mind if I put you on the spot and ask if you can just sing it for, for the show. <laughs> oh, geez, man. Well, it's been, uh, yeah, no, I'll just, I'll just sing the first part. It was, uh, you got to go and dig those holes. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Now I want to listen to it over and over again. It's just so good. So thank you. <laughs> sure. Well, what are your current projects right now? Are you still working in the acting entertainment industry? Or are you kind of pursuing more of a musician type of career? Yeah. No, I'm I, I, uh, focusing mostly on music. And uh, I've, uh, I haven't acted in quite a long time. But, uh, yeah, mostly, mostly music. And uh, going to be releasing a an album here we'll take it on tour and we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see how the we'll see how the record does well before we end i have three disney themed questions i ask each guest so i call them the fab three so we'll right. start with the donald one which is as a child what disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater i don't know oh i mean pinocchio is my favorite disney movie so our goofy question what disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Probably the cat from the Aristocats. And finally, our Mickey question. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Uh, Jungle Book. Uh, the the uh, King Louie song. Definitely. The Detent Boys. Always my favorite. Uh, I'm so glad I got to talk to you today, Max. Yeah. And it's such a great movie. So I'm, I'm so glad you got to be a part of it as Zigzag. <laughs> yeah, I am too. It's been... Uh, Honestly, over the years, it's 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 proven to be very uh, very fulfilling in a, in, in a lot of ways, especially as an adult now, getting to getting to see kids, uh, uh, you know, still be fans of it, and, and uh, really a fulfilling thing. So I was happy to, happy to be there at the time.
got to go and dig those holes. Man, I'm tired.